The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Let's do another little meditation, a short, a short one. A little guided meditation. Sitting up straight. And what I said earlier is a very important principle in Buddhism that you want to create the conditions, optimal conditions that allow supportive things to happen. And so to take a posture that has the right balance for you of being upright and dignified, but also relaxed and at ease. Gently closing your eyes and then taking a few long, slow, deep breaths, connecting to your body as you breathe in deeply. And as you exhale, relaxing, settling in. Breathing in, breathing out, and then letting yourself breathe normally. And then imagine that as you exhale, that your body relaxes outwards. Your body relaxes outwards and down, spreads out. You settle in, relaxing your belly, relaxing the chest. And then tuning into the rhythm of breathing, breathing in and breathing out. If you remember that if you were here for the story in the morning about my friend who was non-reactive, instead of being reactive, was open and receptive to the man on the train. 
to see if you can let there be an open, receptive quality to you. You're available. Available to receive, to be present for someone, to yourself. A kind of willingness to listen, feel. The image, perhaps, of being welcoming to whatever experience that you have. The image is that of holding out your arms wide. Say, here, let this come here. Nothing to defend, nothing to prove. Just here, you're welcome, come. Bring to mind some person that you know for whom, for who, you, when you think of this person or think of some aspect of this person, it brings you some delight, some joy. Just, you think of this person, you have some sense of appreciation, something about this person that and then imagine that you're just with your arms out wide, that you're not necessarily receiving the person, but you just allow yourself to receive the delight and the joy, the appreciation of this person that you know. Maybe you can, th you can think about what it is about the person. What aspect of the person is it? The qualities they have? Is there? Is it the activities they do? Is it the success they've had? If you can visualize, you can do that. Visualize the person if you. More like you can think about the person, maybe remembering an occasion you last saw them. And spend some time reflecting and thinking about what it is that you appreciate about this person. What is it that de delights you?
And then the next exercise is to actually do some reflection, thinking, analyzing. And that is, think about the various ways that is available to you for you to appreciate people, for you to appreciate other people. Even for people who are difficult, is there some way that you can also appreciate them? Some aspect of who they are or some something so that in the right circumstance you could be happy for them. You can feel some joy and appreciation for their happiness when they have joy to some way that you could delight in that and be happy to know that of their success, their well-being. What ways can you do that? What way can you have share in the joy of other? Perhaps you can think of three different things, three different perspectives or ways in which you can be receptive and appreciative of others so that you can feel happy and delightful in thinking about them or knowing them. What are the top three ways for you to do that?
And then turn the attention to yourself. Consider yourself. And are any of these ways of regarding other people so that you can appreciate them and share in their joy and successes? Is there any way that you can bring that perspective to how you hold yourself, how you regard yourself? So that you can have a greater appreciation of yourself. Can you, can you appreciate yourself? In what ways can you appreciate yourself and feel joy about yourself? And what are three things that you can appreciate about yourself?
So then to end the sitting, take a few long, slow, deep breaths. And then when you're ready, you can open your eyes. So then, um, <clears throat> I'd like to spend a few minutes almost continuing this meditation session, uh, but to do so t- uh, together with someone else. To, to, to pair, if you could pair up with someone, just sit uh, kind of opposite them, with them. If you're on the floor, just sit on the floor. If you're in a chair, you're welcome. Just turn your chair and sit with them. And then I'll give some instructions uh, what to do next and I think there will have to be one group of three so maybe from a little triad if you're one group Yeah, we need one group of three. So I don't have any particular instructions of how you sit here with the other person. Uh, You don't have to, this doesn't have to be deep soul steering. You could close your eyes even if you prefer, or just kind of look on the floor between you or whatever, just relax. But take into, the, into account that you're with another person. This is a human being, a person, who shares with you many of the universal characteristics of being a human being. They were born, they were a child, they had the first day of school. Probably scraped their knees in the schoolyard. Went through school. had all kinds of challenges and maybe some joys. And as is, as is true for all beings, all people, have been sick and healthy at times and someday will come to the end of their life and die. The basic plot 
for human beings, we share. We get born, we grow, and then we die. Not many variations on that. And life can be difficult. I think, I believe it's difficult for most people. And it's quite something that so many people find their way as far as they do, make their way through this life. And so here you have a person in front of you, you share this human life with. And is there some way that you could take in the basic goodness of this person, the basic humanness, so that in your heart there's some goodwill, some generosity of spirit, some appreciation of this person. What would it feel like? What would be the approach to appreciate the person you're with? Are there any barriers in you to appreciate the other person, other people? Is there fear? Is there confusion? Is there resistance? Is there anything that stands in the way for you of being able to appreciate whatever goodness is in this person? Anything gets in the way of maybe being interested in giving the person the benefit of the doubt and being curious to find where what's really good in this person. ways could you relax? So without much effort in the relaxation, you're more receptive to what is good in the other. So then, in silence for just about a minute or so. Those of you who have your eyes closed, to open your eyes and somehow in a relaxed way, take in really with your eyes the other person as well.
So then, for a few minutes now, I'd like you to have a, just a conversation with each other. But the conversation, it doesn't have to, not going to be very personal. This is very personal what you did here now. But um, if you could share with each other thoughts, some thoughts you have about ways that you can appreciate and delight in others, other people. What are some of the ways that you can, so that just about anybody you see and meet, are there some ways that maybe you can look at them or ways that you can appreciate them or delight in this person? What are some ways for doing that? So you can have a little conversation about that if you'd like. Yeah. So maybe we probably have to open up the circle a little bit more to get everyone in. Welcome to sit here next to me, someone. Yeah, does it make just open it up so everyone can be in a circle? Do we need to open up a little bit more? few things that I hope that to have gotten sort of conveyed today. One is this idea of <clears throat> that Buddhist practice has a lot to do with putting in the right conditions. So creating conditions that other things can grow and happen. It's like a farmer, you know, creates the conditions to, in the soil to plant a seed and creates the conditions that seed can grow. So we create the conditions so the seeds of joy can grow inside of us the conditions, the seeds of mindfulness and compassion and all kinds of things can grow. But think about the conditions because sometimes if we approach things directly, I've got to be more compassionate, more joyful. You know, it's maybe a little bit unrealistic. <laughs> but if you create the conditions and think ahead, like what do I have to do to kind of so that there's more happiness in my life and surround myself by more happiness and, and uh, you know, more TV probably, right? <laughs> And uh, so what are, the, what are the conditions that really support me in the long term? So I look back over my, you know, you know if after a year from today, for example, a year from now, um, are you going to remember the TV shows that you saw? You know, is that worth, is that, or are you going to remember that you went and um, brought uh, dinner to a neighbor who was sick? Which is more likely to bring you some kind of happiness in a year from now, thinking back, oh, yeah. And so, uh, so sometimes short-term benefit is not what the conditions for long, long, long-term happiness. So some of the, uh, the steps in happiness, the conditions, is the ability to feel pleasure, to have pleasure. Uh, and there's healthy pleasure to have. And somehow the, the ability to open up to pleasure in your body is also an ability to open up to the present moment and to open up to what's good inside of us, ourselves as well. The pursuit of pleasure for its own sake is not so useful, but the, but the healthy pleasure that opens us up and makes us more receptive and 
to the world, more open to others and to ourselves, uh, helps us be more settled at home, is a good thing. To look at how we make effort is so crucial. Uh, so how we engage in practice or anything at all, there's something about, that's a real secret in life, is that to look at not what you do so much, but how you do it. And uh, there's a lot more happiness can come from how you do things than what you do and what you succeed at. Um, so, so do you do things in a way that feels harmonious, that feels, has integrity to it, that feels like you're really there or you're distracted when you do things or you're really present? Do you do it in a way that there's appreciation and joy in what you do or you're so caught up in the goal and getting there as quickly as possible you can't really enjoy it as you go along and do it? Uh, there's a joy of um, goodwill, of generosity, of spirit, kind of to have friendliness towards yourself, appreciation of yourself and others. Um, there is um, the, the joy of engagement, just be, to have something meaningful to do. The, you know, sense of meaning, purpose. There are things which are more meaningful, more purposeful than other things. And to have something you do that really feels, it feels nurtures you with meaning. and Oh yeah, that's really worthwhile to do. Not all things are equal. And uh, so what can, you know, so do you have something that you feel is meaningful? Or maybe you have something you know is meaningful and purposeful, but you never do it. <laughs> you know, that doesn't create conditions for happiness. And so to be engaged in those things which are meaningful for you. And, and if this kind of practice we're doing here, the whole gamut of what this practice is about is meaningful, uh, maybe that's in place that you can put your time and effort into that might be a lot better spent than some of the other things people spend their time at doing. Um, I saw, we saw a movie last night at the high school here they had a, uh, called The Masks We Live In. As far as I can tell, it was a pun on the word masculine, the mask we live in, and because it was all about boys in our society in America. And uh, you know the influences, the tremendous influences of the media on children and kids that grow up and, and you know, and what you can be involved in in the media. There's a lot of things you can be involved in, but they're not going to nourish you. They're not going to, you know, be meaningful in some deep, meaningful way. So these are all conditions and things that bring joy. And then, uh, and then as a mudita, the word, we're, the, the real word we're focusing on today, the word delight is mudita. And, um, and as a brahma-vihara, as a form of love, it's taking delight and joy in others. Uh, to, to be able to have the ability to see others and be with others and think of others and, uh, and find some healthy way of feeling appre- real appreciation for them and delight in them. And certainly compassion if they're suffering. But, uh, but there's also goodness in people to appreciate even if they're suffering. Uh, even people who are, you know, are 90% mean. <laughs> there might be 10% that, you know, that if you tune into it, it makes a difference what you tune into. It makes a difference what you notice. If you only notice the mean part, it kind of feeds it to kind of self-fulfilling. Like, but if you notice those 10% that's good, it might become 12%. It might become 15% because, oh, they, 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 they you know, you don't ignore the fact that they're mean, but, but you kind of speak to the part that's good. And then there's, um, you know, to, to share in the joy of others, to be delighted. It's supposed to be a very hard thing to do, to uh, share, to feel joy in the success of others. Envy is a very strong emotion for some people. 
but to uh, be relaxed enough, to be open enough, to be welcoming enough in the heart and the mind from cultivating this joy, cultivating the practice. So when you're with someone and someone is happy to say, yes, you know, that's great. Uh, someone comes to you and they happily say thank you to you. You did something for them and they're so happy. You did such a great thing. Oh, no, no, it was nothing. <laughs> you know, that, that has, that's one condition. Oh, nothing, you know. If it's a whole other condition to say, thank you. I'm so nice to hear that. You know, to share. They're, they're happy. And so you, you support them and share in their happiness. And yes, oh, thank you. It's great. So the social aspect of joy, to, have to, to look for goodness and joy and be able to share it and have it for other people, is considered in Buddhism one of the one of important aspects of the path, one of the aspects of the overall engagement of practice itself. And um, and in in, uh, in the in the really really well developed uh, forms of this kind of joy and the joy of others, joy and the success of others, joy and appreciation of others, when it's very well developed, the Buddhist tradition calls it a kind of liberation. You know, liberation is a big thing in you know in Buddhism, right? And so it's it's uh, elevated to a status of being uh, the liberation of heart that comes from joy in others, having joy with other people for other people. Isn't that a great thing? So that's kind of that's what that was kind of. So I, I felt it was important to kind of build towards that and to kind of create the background for it and enjoy today, and end today on the topic that we're all about: this mudita joy. And, Joy with others, social joy, joy—the joy that travels the chan- travels the wavelengths of, of love and care for others. And then next time we meet, uh, we'll do um, a little bit more of the, f- the formal meditation practice, the formal practice of mudita, of sympathetic joy, which is a very systematic way of doing it. And um, so we'll engage in that and explore that in a more systematic way. So for now, as we come to the end. Uh, what I thought we would do is, um, because I appreciate every single one of you here, that you're here and value that you're here and together and exploring all this, I think it'd be nice if each of you put your voice into the circle, into our little community for the day. And perhaps what you could uh, offer is, um, is there, is there, some, is there uh, something you learned today? What did you learn? Learn about yourself, learn about joy, learn about the practice, learn about people. Um, what is it that, uh, having come today, come here today, how are you a better person today in having learned something? And it could be a very small thing. Uh, I don't, you know, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be like a, you know, you know, it can be a very modest thing you learned. It could be that you learn that it's really good to relax <laughs> if you want to be joyful, you know, or or it's bad, you know, maybe what you learned after lunch was if you want to meditate after lunch, you better eat the lighter lunch. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, I want you to relax around the standard we're looking for. Just whatever you feel like offering. It doesn't, whatever is in your heart that you want to share. But what did you learn today that makes you, maybe makes you, will make you a better person? Yeah, just, just start with someone. And you can start with you if you're up for it. Um, I think, um, no, I don't think. I know that what I learned today was um, to just appreciate the joy that is in my life. Mm. Um, There are many joyful things, and just take a moment to appreciate them. Um, Great, thank you. Yeah. I was just the right amount of length of time. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was perfect. Um, I learned, or I'm appreciating the the social aspect of joy and how joy wants to come out and interact. Mm, nice. Thank you. I'm appreciating many things, but um, the, setting the conditions um, for happiness was a major learning for me from today. Thank you for that. Rather than be happy. I realize that if I pay attention to what makes my friend happy, then I'm happy. Um, probably putting in a certain amount of energy or effort when I recognize joy in others so that it's more clear to the other person, I guess. Great. I felt uh, when I saw another person like they're like me with arms and legs, just like a person, I didn't feel as much the um, shield that I usually feel, afraid to talk to people. I just mm. felt like, yeah, it's me and you and, you know. Nice. Uh, for me, is a kind of a new dimension of the practice that opened us up. Joy, that's something I've never talked about. I was mindful, just being aware. Of the, but, so there's joy, and we can appreciate that joy. So that, Yeah, that's, that's my learning of the day. There's joy, and we can appreciate that. Great. I think the thing I appreciate most about today is just listening to other people's commitment and uh, diligence in following the path. Meeting with and connecting with like-minded people. Well, for me, I think um, it's okay. I, I, I learned that it's okay to feel joy, not just suffering. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, as a matter of fact, it's the condition for the happiness. Wonderful. Thank you. I think I got some reinforcement today that... Um, that we all have things in common and that our sufferings are similar and our joys are similar um, and that it really does work to make you a more compassionate person. Great. I think I had the realization that the difference between you know all the Buddhist teachers, there's so many different varying opinions about whether we should be pursuing happiness or not pursuing happiness, blah blah blah. But I think the key is to just that the the letting go of clinging is the most important thing. And then if we let ourselves experience the joy without clinging to it, then or experience the pain without being afraid of it, that we'll have that underlying joy that is the most important thing. Right. And that that's what it's about instead of like being momentarily happy, but having like a deep, profound joy in spite of whatever's floating around in your consciousness at this moment. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I feel I've um, added to my uh, toolbox, as it were, of um, Buddhist practices. I have a deeper understanding of simple pleasure and where you can find it. I keep a gratitude journal every night, but when we did the guided meditation this morning and you said, look for pleasure in your body, at first I went, what's that? Because I have a lot of tension. But I found it. And it's really deepened my understanding of Mm. that. Thank you. Nice. Very important. Mm -hmm. 
I learned from someone who went had to leave earlier that um, part of the path of enlightenment is lightening up. <laughs> I learned that if you take control and judgment out of things, then you find more joy. I liked what you were saying about um, the difference between inner joy and the uh, exterior pleasures and seeking it and how it's um, it's okay to feel the inner joy and that's I got from it that that's like my truth and that can be a central part to my practice and like a motivation great, great thank you I learned how nice it is to share joy with others today the group you just nudged me down the path uh, a little further to be able to find joy in a, in a Another person's joy. Mm. Mm. Nice. I also uh, really like the just the difference between uh, sensual joy and non-sensual joy, or I think that's the terms you used. Uh, that's very rich for me. Mm. And this morning I was so frustrated that I couldn't hear what you were saying, and I just barely heard you say something about, you know being joyful, finding joy. And I said, oh, heck, well, that's easy. Because <laughs> I was feeling very joyful to be here. And I just really, um, really enjoyed that. And it's nice to, to identify it and make it be its own meditation. Nice. So, um, <clears throat> for me, one of the most profound forms of joy is the joy of feeling I'm connected to what's real. And so if suffering is what's real, if, I, if I'm really connected to there's joy, there's a certain kind of joy. And even though it hurts or it's difficult, and just knowing I'm connected to what's real. If I'm feeling happy, to be connected to it as something real. It's the idea of connecting to what's real, I think is very important. And it's uh, very easy not to be real, not to be connected to what's real. And one, one way is to avoid what's difficult, for sure. But the more we avoid what's difficult, the less we're present for what's great. This is the paradox. So uh, don't be afraid to open up to what, what is, to what's real. So thank you very much for today. Uh, as is the custom here at IMC, it's the people who practice here are also the people